another episode of Parallel Barking. I'm Ariana Backer, Bark Bark. I'm Larry Backer, Woof Woof. And today we are talking about... You know what? You cannot speak anymore. Oh. No, you cannot speak anymore. You cannot speak until you're spoken to. And then you have to speak nice to me. You have to speak nice to me. Tell me why. No, you cannot speak. I haven't given you permission to speak yet. Well, this isn't going to be a fun podcast. It's going to be great for me. <laughs> That's like your dream. <laughs> Not really. This is just, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So today we're talking about the war on women or put a different way, because that sounds like we, we've we actually were prejudiced uh, in favor of women as or some conception of the role of women. Uh, putting aside for a second footnote, uh, the... Um, the, because one now must say this, what a woman is uh, and how one identifies as a woman uh, oh, my goodness. Is, is problematic here, but hardly problematic in the places that we're going to talk about. Right. So, I, so, so what we're going to talk about, it's not necessarily a war on women, but certainly over the entire globe, well, off and on, off and on, there'll be spots there seems to be an effort by society, uh, sometimes with the acquiescence of uh, of women or females, however they're defined in that context, uh, and sometimes not, uh, of redefining the roles of women well, uh, within society. I'm trying to be nice. Well, be I think neutral. this... I think this definitely restricts their movement and restricts... Well, well, we don't know what the, this is yet, and we're going to be doing a bunch. So what what has got our bee in our bonnet? Bees in our bonnet? I guess no one wears a bonnet anymore. Particularly. All dead. Um, it's, we are back to Afghanistan. Right. Are, the Taliban recently issued a ban on Afghan women working for... Wait, wait, wait. Did I give you permission to speak? United Nations. Continuing on. There had been previously the Taliban in December yeah, of it was in December. 2021 or 2020. No, 20, no, I think it was this past December. They had issued a ban um for workers for all NGOs, but that had um was in foreign and and in foreign um uh organizations. Right, but for national and international non-governmental organizations. And the UN was exempt from that, but this this does not seem to be so for um in this well, case. Right. Uh, apparently there there was a there was a move to ban women in December. Uh the some of the international people, well, many of the international NGOs found that uh an impossible situation suspended their operations. Uh, but the UN went and they got a winky winky from the Afghan leadership saying, oh, when we said international organizations and NGOs, we didn't mean the UN. So Afghan women can continue working. Uh, and then given the nature of rule of law in Afghanistan, apparently one morning, the those who make up the leadership core of the state said, oh, no, 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 uh, we changed our minds or we never really said what we did. That or really wasn't exactly what we meant. 
Right, right. Or but, that was only potentially for a small amount of time. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they uh, banned women from working uh, in UN offices. And the UN, of course, uh, uh, coordinates a lot of aid in Afghanistan, and aid is vitally needed. To uh, how many? About twenty-three million people. It's not too a small amount. I mean, this is this is. Well, like no, no, twenty-three million people who may be in need of aid. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and of course, um, the the uh, <laughs> the international outcry was uh, both uh, pathetically uh, ineffective and ritualistically unsurprising. Uh, the UN Secretary General whined. Uh, there, uh, the the uh, uh, UN human rights mechanisms. Uh, and their their portavoz, how do you say port uh, their spokespeople um, all said this is horrible. Uh, they're violating basic rights. Uh, you know, no no shock. Um, the shock is that the Taliban actually let women continue to work as long. That as That is exactly what I was going to say. Why are we shocked that uh, my my shock is that this went on for as long as it did. I am shocked that that the Taliban even uh, had communicated with the United Nations at all. Well, I mean, they they really are in need of aid. Uh, the, the traditional mechanics... I know beggars can't be choosers kind of thing, but... Well, they're not begging so much anymore. They're, they oh, how do we put this euphemistically? They're reorienting uh, their donor class. Uh, and during that period of transition from getting money from one group of uh, outsiders uh, to another group of outsiders, all of whom believe that they can somehow use the Afghans uh, for whatever geostrategic purposes they, they think they want, either through a Silk Road or through the advance of the development of a nicer, kinder, more Western-oriented liberal democratic Islam. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Money is money. Uh, whatever it looks like, um, but there's this period of transition. And uh, the traditional sources of, of the Taliban revenues, at least before the um, they were ousted in uh, by the the after the the 9/11 um, uh, attack, uh, you know, poppies uh, and the drug trade, uh, as well as uh, payments for harboring all kinds of people in groups, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, doesn't seem to be as as valuable or as lucrative or as well established as it was. Uh, so they ban, but they need to feed people. Um, and at the same time, so I, why why none, is of, this, none of this is none yeah. of this is a surprise. We had what ten years? No, we had longer than that uh, before they were ousted. We know what the Taliban is. We know how they work. We mm -hmm. know what their their mindset is, and we know what their relationship to right. women. Well, my my question is actually, why now? Why specifically now was the move to ban, and why 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 not earlier? Why did we? Why was there a wait, and why specifically now? Did was there a catalyst? Um, yeah, it's 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 not clear. I mean, I I sort of hinted a little bit, but I'm I'm you know again I'm completely speculating. Uh, one of the things is they've been slowly, I mean, this is for women, it's death by a thousand little blows. Uh, they've been slowly moving women out of public life. Well, right. They, fact, but but a step at a time. Apart from schools. Just be, 
in universities right, right, right. and they're not allowed to work in certain areas of of Afghanistan. Right. They may not be allowed out without their uh, without a male escort, blah, 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 right. blah, blah, blah. Right. But none of this, of course, is a shock. 20 years ago, this was Afghanistan. Uh, and that anyone believed that when the Taliban came back, that they weren't just going to pick up where they left off. Um, I, you know, I'd, I'd really like to know what they're smoking, because I'm sure it's illegal in every country on Earth. Mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, it has projected them into some kind of space-time continuum uh, that is about as far from reality as I can imagine. And yet here we are. Uh, a lot of it is narrative building. Uh, I mean, if at its most cynical, um, the international community saw this coming, and this worked to everyone's advantage. Uh, the UN has a campaign uh, for, and, and NGOs, of course, have a campaign to protect marginalized groups, and especially women, uh, women in, in developing and post-colonial states, and what better way to get uh, rich uh, pe people from rich countries to continue to donate and get themselves uh, outraged enough to to volunteer than to have yet another uh, defeat. So to some extent- That's scandalous. Uh, well, no, it's business. Uh, it It is possible. And, and this one is an easy one because there is nothing anyone could do. Right, well, I guess right. I mean, you, you're acting, I mean, yeah, you almost said that as if somebody could control the outcome of and of, they might have it, they might have at the edges, but you know, at, at the end of the day, you knew what you were buying. Uh, the Biden administration, anyway, did the rules, the multilateral rules based uh order folks, uh, the defenders of liberal democracy who just had a summit for democracy in Washington. They're very good at optics. They're very good at speaking. Uh, but that's a problem when you have academics, policy people, and consultants running your government. Um, they're very good at the theatrics, but delivery, uh, they knew exactly what was going to happen when they left. They knew exactly what how this country was going to go. Uh, and everything else is narrative building, and you might as well exploit it. And I'm being very cynical, and I'm sure none of this is true, and everyone is working from the purest of motivation, so I apologize to them all. Oh, you are but so one, right. Yes, good job. But one can't help but thinking. And then we can put this in a broader context, right? The 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 Taliban are, of course, the poster children uh, for... Uh, <laughs> for what couldn't be any further from the liberal democratic ideal if you work very hard to construct it. I mean, mm, you've yeah. got it. But they, by focusing on them, uh, we're also missing perhaps a larger point. So here's my larger point. Let's hear it. Simul all right, simultaneously with all of this, in China, we have a new, and we, we spoke about this earlier, and they're all not the same uh, exact thing, uh, but it goes to my larger point that there seems to be a broad global effort to redefine uh, the role, nature, and expectations of women within society. All right, so I'll start with the Chinese, but I'm going to do the Americans too, so hang on. Uh, the Chinese, uh, several months ago, redid their gender equality law, uh, and it was uh, formal gender equality in the workplace, no problem. Remember but, when we talked about that? Yeah, remember, right. But in the context of women's traditional role, right? And that made everyone crazy. Well, it made right. people crazy, right? At the same time, we have the abortion decision in this country. And you just mentioned this before we got on to the podcast. 
uh, the recent decision, and there have been decisions all over. Oh, the place. there are many decisions right. going but, on in in the U.S. right now. Right, but my favorite is when you just mentioned, which is what I love your reaction to it. Oh. Well, I, I, because there were so many, I don't know. Well, the Texas one, judge, Texas judge, dude. Oh, the, yes, the, the, um, national injunction against the, uh, abortion pill. See, um, I always like when little people, uh, take weapons that are well beyond their capacity and then do it in the old days, a federal judge would think long and hard before they would extend a mandate nationally. Now it seems that there isn't a single, uh, in this case, man in, I'm assuming he identifies as a man, but who knows, um, that a man in black will think nothing of saying, oh, I've had this decision. I'm a federal judge. Oh, I'll tell you what, let me share this with everyone else in the U.S., including all of my all of my. Right? Uh, it was, it was a judges. little bit arbitrary, just a little no, bit. No, let me just not... tell the FDA that I don't think they're de they did their due diligence. No, that wasn't that wasn't arbitrary. I, I will disagree with you here. The my the arbitrary part. Oh, no, I do arbitrary. think that. The, no, that's, this that's judge actually has interesting. Nothing, nothing to do with scientific. This judge has no idea. No, that's something else. What they're doing, there's, there's, there are multiple vectors going on. What irritates you, and quite rightly, is a process that began with the Trump administration uh, by the Democrats, now uh, taken up by the Republicans in the Biden administration. There's this in a sense, is revolution in administrative law and in the way in which uh, judges tend to view the nature, role, and exercise of authority uh, by administrative agencies. The jurisprudence of that is worth another podcast, but I don't want to go there just yet because I want to focus on, on women here as women, right? The thing that was more um, troubling, and he's just one example of many, is the way in which judges have lost all sense of of discretion or all sense of of um, a kind of restraint when it comes to taking their decision, especially at a district court level, as soon as they come up with some decision that they know is going to be significant or significantly controversial, they just can't help themselves. They have the self-control of a toddler. Yes, they can't help themselves. They are going to make this yeah, national right. without even thinking. And that is reprehensible. Um, and, that whole attitude is kind of what all of this news and these decisions me, feel like. Yes, me, it, it just seems like a really reactive. Right, like, but anyway, we're being ah, sad. I need to fix this somehow, so I'm going to go nuts. And yeah, it's the it's the judge's hero, and and they really have to get over themselves. Um, you are a steward of a small part of the national fabric of political life. Get over yourself. You are not uh, a superhero. This is a problem with superhero movies. You're not a superhero. You're certainly not God's um, prophet on earth. Yeah. Uh, whether the, the first, second, or third testament, get over yourself and demigod. have the kind of humility that you should have brought to your office. But that from the larger point. So we're we're seeing, so we've got Afghanistan, we got China. 
we got the U.S., where again women's roles are being redefined, and each of them in a in a nationally contextually appropriate way. So, how do the Americans do it? They do it through this endless chatter in their uh, in their judiciary. How do the Chinese do it? Through a centralized coordinating uh, statutory body. How do the Afghans do it? By rethinking their version of uh, of Islam and their sense of what the Ummah uh, suggested is that the people. Uh, suggests uh, or or that context in which all of these things are appropriate. Uh, each of this is is fairly uh, arrogant. In the case of Afghanistan, unbelievably un-Islamic, uh, but their arrogance is no different from from anyone else's. And then, of course, we have their neighbors, their Shia neighbors to the south. Uh, what's going on there in Iran? Oh, right. They've decided, they, um, the the leadership in Iran has decided that it would be a great idea to put cameras in public places to catch women who are not wearing the hijab and following the um, religious law. Bravo. And that one is a gift that keeps on giving. So Correct. not only can you catch women who are not wearing their uh, their head coverings, whichever one the Iranians believe is appropriate, and they can always change their minds, as you know, there's there's quite there's a number four, I think, or five uh, big categories. I, I I lose track, and they're different somewhere else. And then variations. But you can also do all kinds of other things. You can catch people smooching. You can do so many things, and you can all catch people, that's right whatever you want. So this is a gift that keeps on giving. But in this case, uh, it's it's a gift that is first given to. Women to women, uh, and it, right. and it's because of women. You you can blame it all on women. Well, you that's... have to. You have to. We all you 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 know that it's 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 always it's always it's always been, and it you, always will be. You see how strong and powerful you are. That that is, and why, I and I thank you that for is explaining why we, that to me. Men have to um, tie you up, contain you, take off your shoes. And why are you still talking without me giving you permission? You're right. I don't know. Uh, we have to send you to. You're uh, talking I, over me. I know. I have to. I have to because. And even then, I'm drowned out by your superior voice. <laughs> That's Ethel Merman for you. Oh my God! I, you know we're gonna have our our listeners scrambling to their to Google to figure yes, out who Ethel Merman. Go Herman Google is. that. Google that. And I'm actually in shock that you remember. Yes. <laughs> oh, good Lord. But but yeah, so so all kinds of interesting things going on there. And of course, we still have the old standbys everywhere else. Violence against women, uh, especially in domestic settings um, uh, and a number of other areas. And of course, what for me is the most fascinating thing of all, and I'm not sure which way the trajectories work, uh, but I'm only going to mention it. This is subject of another uh, and, and much more sensitive uh, podcast. The very categorization of women is also now being redone, the trajectories and consequences of which remain at best hazy. And so you've, you've got a, a, a context in which for I don't know how many centuries um, there's there's been a kind of more or less acceptance uh, based on biology, based on whatever it is. I mean, and, and it'll be based on on a million different things, depending on who you talk to, right? Men and women, 
whatever was uh, categorized as men uh, were given some political, social, and cultural privileges. Whatever was categorized as women was not, was given something else. Uh, and it'll be different in uh, among African peoples and Asian peoples and Europeans and the like, but roughly there'll be this division. And now the women have come, especially through uh, uh, Anglo-European liberal democratic societies, mounted a, 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 a at least a two in its modern form a two century campaign uh, for uh, equality, however you define this. And at the cusp of victory, more or less, the very notion of maleness and femaleness is now uh, open for business. And so, and yeah, so what, it's, what, it's very interesting you say that because when you talk to younger folks, um, the idea of, of um, you know, male, female, or, um, or sexuality, just, you know, straight, gay, heterosexual, homosexual, the, those, those are concepts that we've, you know, pansexual, we've created for, you know, ourselves just to categorize and make things easier, but they mean nothing. They're, they're meaningless. To... What do you mean we? What do you mean we? We were born into this and socialized into systems. And of then course, there were a number of great people. Absolutely. We meaning the collective we. Okay. Don't, don't get so defensive. Um, defensive. <laughs> but. And this is why we don't let you speak without permission. Right. But it's it's actually I mean there's there's really no um, reason or necessity uh, to define one or the other, you know. Right. Well, number one, but even more important, there's no reason necessarily to uh, have as a consequence all kinds of legal, uh, social, and exactly. And I mean, consequences that, to whatever categorization it is exactly that you want to come up with. At the same time, at the same time, there's no reason either that we can't respect social collectives that have a different view. Absolutely. And if if people want to go in on a consensual basis, uh, want to establish their own uh, their own normative basis. Oh, but now we but go. Then down that's what you talk about human <laughs> human rights. Right. Well, yeah, but now we we start down the dark road, right? Because right? if we do this and it's all consensual, uh, that path can lead us back to the Taliban. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, and the uh, different ideas about what human rights are, and I know that's that's a it's a that's that's a very controversial thing to say, but. Well, no, we're gonna we're gonna get there. No, it's actually one that's up for a very lively debate. Certainly not a lively debate among the keepers of liberal democratic orthodoxy, uh, but outside of the heartland of the current orthodox project, uh, the issue is very, very much up uh, for debate. Mm -hmm. But that brings us back to our friends, uh, the <laughs> the Taliban. To their credit. To their credit, uh, and and at least for a day, uh, I, it looks like the uh, the Afghan men who are working for the UN in Kabul also stayed home in solidarity with their female colleagues. On the other hand, they got to eat, 
And they also don't want to wind up at some stadium in Afghanistan, either getting flogged or uh, beheaded. And so there's only so much you can do at the end of the day. Uh, these women are, they, they will have the, the traditional uh, choices that Afghan women have had, certainly since the, the Taliban period, which is either to flee or to whatever they think uh, to conform, at least outward. I mean, it's 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 a little. It's just it's disappointing for obviously all the people going through the the crisis and 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 going through that when you're losing half of your workforce, it's obviously not good for an economy that's already struggling. Um, I I just don't see how how these laws and regulations are benefiting anything besides um well you're thinking like a product of the an apex uh political state in the liberal democratic camp and correctly so the Af the uh the afghan leaders i'm not now notice i'm not saying the afghan people the afghan leaders who also purport to be religious leaders that's who, what i'm saying i mean this is really only for well from their perspective this makes absolutely perfect it makes sense. complete sense but if if people are dying then it is the will of god and of course that's that, always that, what that you was, can that say. That was perfect. That was perfect. Your silence was perfect because, indeed, the way you I said it. You didn't hear my sigh. <laughs> yeah, I got your sigh, but you know, we we chose not to hear it. Right. Um, you know, can God hear the lamentations of sighing Stop. women? Stop. Stop. <laughs> but the the problem with, by saying it's the will of God, of course, is the same thing as as. Uh, uh, what was it people were saying when, when people were a little bit uneasy about the Trump indictment that no person is above the law. The, the problem with those little pithy things is that they are conversation enders uh, and yet they get you nowhere, right? In the case of the, the, the Trump thing, uh, it, it doesn't really matter whether we, everyone can agree that no one should be above the law, but that's not the issue. The issue there is the uh, very curious exercise in prosecutorial discretion. Uh, in this case, uh, it is true that uh, God's will is in everything. At the same time, God judges bad acts and good. Uh, and so it may be God's will to expose the barbarity and the heresy uh, the un-Islamic conduct of these people and to teach his people a lesson that may, in this case, be drawn in blood. But notice what happens when you begin, you go down this road, it's like, oh my God, what is coming out of your mouth? You can say anything. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's whatever you want it to be. You can make your reality whatever you want it to be. All right. So now you've heard all of this and you're sitting here what do you do? I angrily condemn. So you're going to write a nasty letter to whom? To someone right. Who's I'm going to be like the chief of the UN. And <laughs> I'm going 
Oh, but you ain't getting FaceTime. To angrily condemn the chief, the, the Taliban for their awful decision. That's true. You can do that. Um, I, mean, I but- will send more female, foreign female UN workers into Afghanistan. Although, okay. and then what are you going to do when they are rejected meddled? by? Well, not only rejected, what happens if they're on the street and bad things happen to them? Exactly. I um. Well. <laughs> Is that the predicate for reinvading Afghanistan again? Yes. Then we'll use that. This will be, this is kind of like, this is our proof that we need. What What more proof do we, we there's, there's no proof here. What, what kind of proof are you looking for of what? To go in and, and. Oh my God, no, no. No, we've been down that road. The Americans don't have the stomach for this. Neither does anyone else. Um. But there, there may be some other things. I, that, well, I was going to say go in and provide more aid. I wasn't going to say actually. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to do that again. No. Uh, yeah. No. No. And and that's a problem. But you know, they're they're kind of unorthodox things that one can do too. This is a uh, at at the level at which it's being done. If we, if we follow the narrative, right? This is an Islamic conversation. And one of the things that it may be worthwhile to encourage at this point is an Islamic conversation. Uh, one of the, the most interesting things, for example, is that uh, the some of the people who were criticizing uh, the the actions of the uh, of the Afghan state, uh, the the theocratic state, uh, was the uh, the Deputy Secretary General Amina Mohammed. Um, who, who viewed this as, as bad. Um, it is one of the things that I find very interesting here is the extraordinary silence among um, the um, uh, clerics uh, and other leaders, uh, even in theocratic states, about what the, um, the Afghan leadership is doing in the name of uh, what they purport to be their understanding, communication, well, do you wanna, and interpretation do you think, of religion. Do you think it's because they want to see if it'll pass? No, who knows? Um, who knows why? But but the, the silence is, is actually quite interesting. Um, but it is an, a religious conversation to some extent. And perhaps that is something that maybe, uh, you know, it, it would be useful if it were encouraged but certainly the last people on earth who'd be able to encourage this are people who are not Muslims, right? I mean, and so to, to me, say, silence is, is to say very little. You, you can't, you know, acceptance. it's like saying, you know, we really don't like the, the Catholic position on, um, on uh, priest celibacy. So what we should do is get, I don't know, uh, let's get the Shinto priest to host or to try to encourage the Catholics to talk about uh, priestly celibacy, and the Catholics would look at the Shinto and say, "Really, seriously? Um, it, it's it's got to come from in inside." Uh, although it's it's one that really begs that kind of, of one would think, uh, beg that kind of discussion. And the answer may be, 
the uh, the the establishment or the the interlinked or non-interlinked network of of imams and other um, uh, uh, authoritative speakers uh, for religion may think that this is cool or acceptable, so you're thinking, and that would be useful. So you're know. thinking that other other leadership, Islamic leadership, should be speaking out. Well, it would be well. It's it's interesting. It, it is. I am the last person on earth to suggest that uh, uh, that anyone should do anything. But I do note that that they aren't is interesting and may I think uh, in, in may fairly uh, be considered when other people then begin to look at this so that they can judge. Uh, their own conduct and their own standards about what it is they should be doing. One of the problems here, of course, is the one that you mentioned. You've got 23 million people who are held hostage uh, by a by a state, but this isn't either the first or last state to do that. And so you don't really want to make the lives of 23 million people worse, uh, even though you cannot in good conscience um, be complicit in in the in the actions of this um of what may be a questionably theocratic decision and 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 maybe that's that's sort of this is my my the my insight my wolf wolf insight which is um for those of us who are not muslim who are looking at this and who have certain views about the nature and role of women even within a contextually defined space in the face of this decision, perhaps the touchstone of analyzing the nature of reaction ought to be one of complicity. That is, and, and we've done this, for example, the Norwegian Sovereign Wealth Fund has developed a, a notion about complicity in the context of administering its, its sovereign wealth fund with respect to investments or operations in Myanmar, which they view as, a, as an illegitimate government. Mm -hmm. And it goes something like this. If you do anything that facilitates the continued operation and authority of that leadership, then you have crossed the line uh, from helping, from engaging in interactions with the people to becoming complicit in the human rights violations of the state. And so the question for most everyone outside of Afghanistan would have to be is, my engagement in, in any activity, complicit. whether it's direct or indirect, does that make me directly or indirectly complicit in facilitating or making it possible for this government to continue to do those things that we in our own world find absolutely reprehensible? Right, because the reality is the Taliban isn't recognized as a legitimate government. Um, and we... Well, yeah. We... We should be, I mean, I know, and, and the other reality is the safety of the 23 million people that are in that country um, and right. actually trying to manage that situation. Right. But, you know, even if the government were, quote unquote, legitimate, and, and to some extent it is legitimate uh, in the sense right. Who legitimate, legitimate, but, but de facto in power. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Um it, it it doesn't really matter 
what matters is the violation. What matters is the violation and therefore complicity in uh, continuing to support uh, the operations or facilitating uh, the continued existence and operations of the state. And that's that's what I got. Uh, but it's it's a very curious time for for women right now uh, and something that I think that even 10 years ago would not have been foreseen in is the trajectory appeared to be globally that women were uh, were moving forward however that's judged in a particular direction which was viewed as good that's what I got woof woof it seems like all of the movements uh, toward and decisions about women around the world right now are uh, extremely erratic and somewhat um, troubling and dangerous. Um, wow, and given what you really think, that was incredibly tactful. <laughs> so uh, I think everyone should be diligent, keep their eyes open, Years and open. Avoid yeah, and avoid complicity. And avoid complicity. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Woof woof. Bark bark. <laughs>